and Sundays at 1500 and 2000. Stand up! Stand up! Stand up! Stand up! Friends, we can all listen to the sunny side of sports. Great show, bro. This is Sunny Side of Sports. Right here on the Voice of America. Voice of America! Sporty greetings to all of our Voice of America listeners. This is VOA's Muck Bill Yabro. Sonny Young is taking a break, and I'm filling in for him this week here in Washington. Welcome to the December 22nd edition of the Sunny Side of Sports. We're going to bounce onto the basketball court today to catch up on NBA action. I spent time talking with Sofian Bernouk, a Moroccan-American entertainer and basketball social media influencer, about the top teams in the NBA, predictions on the MVP race, and his experiences with basketball in Morocco. Welcome to the show, Sofian. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, let's talk hoops. Something that you're very well versed in having played Division Three college basketball and now working with multiple NBA teams. Who are the teams to watch this season, Sof? Well, I'm looking forward uh, to a couple teams. You know, the Grizzlies, they're, they're up and coming. I know they, they got bounced out of the playoffs last year pretty early, but they're looking good this year. I want to see what the Suns are going to do again. I know they keep getting uh, far in the playoffs. And then the Boston Celtics, too, the young core. I want to see them do good. But also, I want to see LeBron. I'm a LeBron fan, so I want to see and the Lakers try to at least get into the play-in tournament or make it to the playoffs. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I definitely agree. I, I like those takes, man. I like those takes. I like the, the teams that you selected. The Suns are definitely one that I, I feel like they had a staple game uh, a couple games ago. They played the Pelicans, and Devin Booker went mm-hmm. off. But I feel as though, you know, sometimes when you have a player of that caliber playing at such an elite level, I think he put up over 50 points, and they barely won. Do you think that's yeah. something that's sustainable? You know, like the Pelicans actually are a team that I think we should also mention. They're playing really well with Zion back, right? Yeah, they are. And, um, you know, they have a young unit and, you know, Zion's been hurt the uh, past couple of seasons. So he ha- couldn't really uh, insert himself and, you know, grow uh, chemistry with the guys. So I'm looking forward to watching them. And now it's, you know, you need you need a bunch of good players, you know. One player can't do it, so. For the Suns, I feel like they need somebody else to get them over the edge, a closer. Even though Booker is nice, but uh, I think they need somebody else that that can, when they stop Booker, there's somebody else who can step up and score, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, I I agree. I think the the league has come a very long way from the time where you could just have one superstar and then have a bunch of other players uh, around them. Now you need multiple different stars, um, in case, you know, like you said, somebody gets stopped. Um, since we've mentioned a couple players, um, if we were to just go into maybe early predictions for some MVP candidates, who would you say? Um, I'm really liking Luka. I want Luka to win it. But I know Jokic is playing, you know, uh, he's putting up some crazy numbers. But I, I want to see Luka win it. And he's like a versatile player. He's like a, a baby LeBron in a sense. But I really like his game. I would, uh, I would want to see Luca win it. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I think Luca, you're, you're, you're right. You know, he definitely is a, he, he's definitely is a special, talented player. I think the, the league will definitely enjoy his presence for the years to come. I'm gonna have to go with though, 
I might want Joel Embiid, man. My, my guy Joel, bro. I think they robbed him last year. Um, yeah. Of the of it, you know, and he's. I think he's got. He's putting up the most points this season. Uh, was it like thirty three, um, thirty three points a game? Even though his team's not playing to their caliber, I think he, you know, he's he's a special talent, bro. Seven footer, you know, he can do everything. So I think it might be it might be his chance to get that MVP, man. Who knows? Yeah, man. Hopefully, you know, he can bring it uh, home for Africa too. But you never know. The MVP race is, is we're still halfway there, so All Star coming up. So we'll see after All Star who 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 ramps it up. Honestly, though, I don't know how we got this far in this conversation without mentioning that you are Moroccan American, um, African, mm-hmm. Dima Maghrib. You know, um, Dima, always. Come on, before we talk about uh, your experience with the Morocco National Federation, um, when you went over to Morocco, what did it mean to you to see Morocco do so well in the World Cup? And if I'm not mistaken, you also were in the stadium for the semifinal match against France. How was that? Yes, sir. Well, I mean, just the energy alone... Uh, talking about the game, being there, being in the environment. It felt like I was in Morocco. Um, it was crazy to see, you know, the fans. And I still got to learn the chants, you know, because there's some chants that I don't know. Um, but just the support system and seeing when you're like the, the underdog and people don't, they count you out. And it, to see them overcome that and, and prove a lot of people wrong and just inspire a lot of people too, you know, and they're representing more than just themselves. It did more than just, that that moment you know what i mean 100% i definitely agree i think um initially it it had started off as uh you know being proud to be moroccan right for moroccans mm-hmm. uh then it turned into being proud to be an african right so for the africans mm-hmm. it started united behind it uh the arab culture uh, also you know came behind it but then it really after the fact it became like anybody like anybody and everybody was supporting that team because People really loved um, how they went out after they won, you know, having their moms come down and celebrate with them. You know, it, it was really, really something so nice to see. Um, and with, with everything that's going on in the world, you know, seeing some positivity definitely is uh, is welcomed. definitely agree with you. And, you know, that's what we need to see more of and showing people that they can do it. It doesn't matter who you are, what you have, but, you know, you can do anything. You yeah. work hard, stay true, have faith, and then stay true to yourself. That's the mantra, man. I, I love it. I love it. Also, going back to our earlier point, you were in Morocco uh, during the summer, and uh, you worked out with the Moroccan National Basketball Federation. How was that, and how did you feel like the infrastructure of basketball was over there? Um, I feel like the, the, the basketball structure, it's, it's definitely there. Uh, I, was, I was surprised, too, to actually see it. You know, you know that like there's like national teams for like all sorts of countries all all over the world. But going back to your, to my own country and obviously it's known for soccer, but going there and to see like the basketball there and how there's really good players there. Um, I met some of like the older players like Mustafa Selfie. He's like one of the captains. He's one like uh, he's uh, he doesn't play anymore, but let me just meet him and and get into talk with him. It definitely needs a lot more work as far as like being able to create more courts and have a lot more indoor courts for the kids and, and 
uh, this, you know, it's stuff that we have in America that, that they don't really have there. Those little things will, will create, you know, even more stars and stuff like that. That when people coming out of Morocco that we got to shed light and create more of a basketball environment. No, absolutely. I, I agree. You know, um, basketball without borders, you know, um, in Africa. Mm-hmm. And then um, the last two seasons, uh, they started the nba basketball africa league right um they finished two seasons uh we we had some of our uh, co-workers down there um that went to go check it out um in kigali rwanda um and i and i was doing some reporting on it as well i'm definitely very excited about it um for the third season coming up because of this exact thing that you're saying right having infrastructure um, having uh, the eyes of the nba being a partner on the continent right then it allows them to to have these kind of facilities and to build it, you know, in the north, in the south, east, west, all over the continent, so that we can have, you know, uh, develop our players and 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 make sure that our, you know, the youth um, don't necessarily just, you know, get exported. Really, you know, <laughs> so sometimes it's like, uh, you know, somebody like Joel Embiid, right, from Cameroon, instead of playing in his country, he had to get exported in essence right to come play for university of kansas and then to play in the nba but why can't we have leagues you know that are like high quality leagues on the continent as well what what, what are your thoughts yeah i mean i definitely agree with you uh the game basketball is, is global it's not just in one area and it should be everybody should have uh, uh equal opportunity and good uh, you know uh a good structure and system around them. So uh, it's all about, you know, one of my, my things is when you give, you always get back. So we definitely got to give back to the game what, what the game gave us. So, and that that's oh. what I'm Just keep inspiring and keep changing, changing. Um, I, I like, I like that. I like, we, we got to get that on a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. That's, that's no, it's coming soon already. I copyright the game. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. So, Sophia Bernouk, it's definitely been a pleasure having you on the show. We definitely will have you back on um, anytime, anytime, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. And I definitely look forward to doing stuff with uh, the African League and stuff like that. So, you know, definitely more to come. And appreciate you guys having me. It's an honor. And until next time, for sure. As you heard a moment ago, the Basketball Africa League will be tipping off its third season in a few months. You can follow all the BAL action right here on the sunny side of sports and voaafrica.com. Hello, this is Heather Maxwell, host of Music Time in Africa. Join me every Saturday and Sunday for an hour of awesome African music. Wake up, dance this music. Like to stay on top of new music trends? Breakout artists? New releases? Maybe you just love the classic styles and artists of the past. Or simply the sound and feel of a good beat. Whatever your pleasure, you can get it every week right here on Music Time in Africa. So join me on your local FM station, Saturdays and Sundays at 1500 and 2000 UTC. You're listening to the sunny side of sports on VOA. I'm Muck Bill Yabro. I'm filling in for Sunny Young this week. 
Heading to the soccer pitch, Argentina only waited 36 years to clinch their third World Cup title. And the country's success in Qatar on Sunday elevated team captain Lionel Messi to legendary status. As football's domestic season gets set to resume, Messi's former Barcelona coach Pep Guardiola paid tribute to Lionel Messi and called his former player the greatest of all time. VOA's Gwen Un tells us more. Sporty greetings, Gwen. Sporty greetings, Mookville. Earlier this week, the Argentine national soccer team was forced to abandon their open-top bus parade and instead fly by helicopter over the center of Buenos Aires, where an estimated 5 million fans were gathered to celebrate the country's third World Cup title. Argentina's triumph over France in the final match was due in part to two goals and a penalty kick netted by Argentina captain Lionel Messi, who led his team to victory in what was his fifth and final tournament. Now Messi can claim the World Cup title, the one trophy that's eluded him throughout his spectacular career. Messi broke no fewer than 10 FIFA World Cup records in Qatar, including the most game played at a men's World Cup tournament at 26 and winning the Golden Ball a record two times. Messi Messi's performance further elevated his status to the likes of compatriot Diego Maradona. But Lionel Messi is a legend in his own right, and many fans will argue the greatest football player of all time. That opinion was echoed by Manchester City manager Pep Guardiola, who coached Messi at Barcelona from 2008 to 2012. Under Guardiola, the Barcelona team won three titles in La Liga and two in the Champions League and was considered one of the best club sides of the modern era. On Wednesday, Guardiola paid tribute to Messi, calling his former Barcelona player the greatest of all time. And he emphasized his opinion would not have changed if Messi had failed to clinch the World Cup title. Everyone has his opinion, but nobody can doubt that he's there with the greatest all the time. For me, I said many times, is the best and it will be difficult to understand a player can can appear and, and compete what he has done in the last 50 70 years but the people who saw Pelé for example or Di Stefano or uh, or uh, you know Maradona well then I saw him but the people can say my favorite because also in this opinion they are sentimental you know uh, approach but uh, on the other side if he would not have won the World Cup, the opinion about what he has done for the world football, or my opinion, personal opinion, that uh, how he's a player did, would not change absolutely anything. But it's normal that the people, it depends on who win. You are, uh, you, you are uh, evaluated, and of course, for him is the final, you know, cherries of his incredible career. This year's FIFA World Cup tournament featured an impressive 16 Man City players, more than any other Premier League team. Man City forward Julian Alvarez scored four goals for Argentina in their run to becoming World Cup champions. Pep Guardiola has confirmed Alvarez will enjoy several days of well-deserved rest. And as more of his athletes return to club duty, Guardiola says the players who remained at home will need to get back to form. I had the feeling that the players were in the World Cup, they are in better condition than the players that were here. That's for sure. So Sergio, Erling, Riyad, 
uh, cold. They are a little bit the rhythm. They miss a little bit comparing that, for example, Manu, Akanji, and Rodri, and Aime, and Nathan, they came back. They, we saw them so good, perfectly. That's normal. So they compete, they train every day, and we had holidays. So, but that's why tomorrow is important for the, you know, from keep the rhythm and for the players who are not in the World Cup to gain the rhythm because, like, we have one, well, we don't have one month off or two, three weeks to prepare all the team. So we have to do it what what we have. Man City restarts their domestic season in their Carabao Cup fourth-round clash against Liverpool on Thursday. And the two sides are gearing up for the restart of the Premier League season, set to resume Monday, December 26th, Boxing Day in the United Kingdom. Despite a very shaky start to the season, Liverpool rallied just before the international break to finish sixth in league standings. The Reds will continue their quest for a spot in the top four at Aston Villa on Monday. Second place Manchester City are the reigning Premier League champions and a force to be reckoned with on the pitch. However, a shock defeat to Brentford just before the break ended Man City's 16-game at-home winning streak and dropped them five points behind leaders Arsenal. Man City hoped to shake off that loss and get back to winning form when they return to Premier League action at Leeds United next Wednesday. And that is all for me, Milkville. Back over to you. Thanks, Gwen. Sticking with football, an African analyst says the performance of some African players at the FIFA World Cup in Qatar should make them top choices for the big professional clubs in Europe. Analyst Mike Mubanga tells Iron Mike Mbonye the Atlas Lions of Morocco's fourth-place finish in the World Cup shows that African teams can compete favorably with teams from other continents. He says he expects some African players will be signed by bigger European clubs in the January transfer window. Um, the 2022 FIFA World Cup in Qatar will remain one of the memorable and most um, enjoyed World Cup because I think for Africa, it's one of the biggest wins that uh, we've ever had. Um, seeing Morocco become the first country to, to be in the top four is, is, is unbelievable and uh, the history and the records that were broken, I think um, Africa deserves a huge round of applause for, for, for its performance. And I think that now is a time that Europe um, and these other continents see see the greatness in our players. Um, I think that prior to this World Cup, very few of our players um, were, were regulars in, in the major leagues. And... Uh, they were seen to be playing second fiddle. But I believe that with this World Cup and the performance that the players have shown, um, be it the West Africans, Ghana, Senegal, uh, Cameroon, uh, as well as um, Morocco and Tunisia, I think they've shown us that they can compete at the highest level because the World Cup is huge. It's You can, you can look at the way the games were played, huge, huge um, uh, standards of football. So the possibility of, of these stars being being snapped up by bigger teams is very high. And um, I, I noticed that most of the players that featured in, in the World Cup, um, especially those 
from Senegal, um, Morocco, and Cameroon were already in bigger teams, but were not considered as first starters, as, as starters in the team. And so when I look at the way um, they've performed and the output that they've given, I believe that they've put themselves in good stead. They've put themselves in good position to to be regulars in in the teams where they, they represent in Europe. Um, Mendy for Senegal, not the goalkeeper, but the Enfield player, was amazing, amazing talent. So I believe that when he goes back to, to, to Europe, he's definitely going to, to compete for a starting eleven. And this uh, World Cup is testimony that we have so much skillful players that can compete at the highest level. And and wow, what a performance that they, they put up. And so what will start now is is the interest because... Uh, if you look at Krepin Diata from Senegal, he's top talent and he's young. Um, I remember him when when he came in Zambia for the 2017 Under-20 Africa Cup of Nations and the boy is on fire, you know. He's playing against uh, the best in the world. So, If such African players are not signed by bigger teams, do you think their clubs will give them more playing time? I believe that... Um, if if some of these players are not signed now, I think the January transfer window will be very 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 important. Will be will be one to look out to, to look out for because most of the most of the scouts and most of the teams have seen what these players are capable of doing. So this window definitely more players will be will be signed and those that were hesitating to give these players game time. I think they'll start as soon as the, the league resumes in the next couple of weeks or so. Mike, do you also think that there may be bidding war by bigger European teams to get some of these African World Cup talents? Um, I believe that there will be definitely war in this, in this transfer window. It's not going to be easy picking for teams. Um, those who had doubts on these players now have to 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 offer more because I think um, the price has has gone up because of the performance, um, the standards in which the the, the players played is, is too high, and um, I believe that now if a player was 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 estimated to be of lower value, I think the market prices have gone up, and so this is an opportunity for players to look around and make a decision that will make them relevant to, to Europe and to the teams that they represent because ultimately um, the value that these players will create and will make in the clubs that they're going to will have to come back to to Africa where they represent because we need to have a situation where going forward more teams should break into the last eight of the World Cup and more teams should break into the top four. So kudos to Morocco for being in the top four and definitely more players will definitely be signed um, by big teams and those teams that have been hesitant to play them that have been keeping them on the bench will definitely realize that these players are capable of uh, giving them honors going forward that was football analyst mike mubanga he spoke with iron mike mbonye by phone from lusaka zambia on a sadder note 
Medical reports say Brazilian soccer legend Pele's cancer has advanced and he requires care related to renal and cardiac dysfunction. His family says he will remain in Sao Paulo Hospital over Christmas. Considered one of the greatest footballers of all time, the 82-year-old has been in the Albert Einstein Hospital since last November. Pele has received regular medical treatment since a tumor was removed from his colon in September last year. Following Argentina's win in Sunday's World Cup final, Pele posted a picture on social media of the team lifting the trophy. He hailed the performances of Argentina's leader Lionel Messi, France's superstar Kylian Mbappe, and surprise semifinalist Morocco. During a quarterfinal match in Qatar, Brazilian players unfurled a massive banner on the pitch with an image of the soccer great during his 1970 World Cup win. It simply read, Pele. We send our sunny side of sports best wishes to Pele and his family. And that's a wrap for the December 22nd edition of the show. Thank you for tuning in. I'm VOA's Muck Bill Yabro, filling in for Sonny Young in Washington. And that's the sunny side of sports. VOA. On VOA Africa Radio, we let the sound tell you the story. News, sports, science and entertainment. Available to you 24-7. Tune in on your local FM stations. We are also available on the medium waves 909 kHz and 1530 kilohertz. Our short waves are 6080, 15580, 4930 15 165, 15 580, and 17 530 kHz. VOA Africa, your trusted source for news and information. Hello, I'm Carol Castiel, host of Press Conference USA, VOA's newsmaker interview program. Join us each Saturday and Sunday when we talk with authors, analysts, and policymakers who provide fresh insight on topics ranging from U.S. politics and foreign policy to science, culture, and global health. You can listen to Press Conference USA on the radio or online at voanews.com slash PCUSA. While you're visiting our website, be sure to subscribe to our podcast. We'd also love to hear from you. Just send an email to PCUSA at VOANews.com or connect with us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Carol Castiel VOA or on Twitter at Carol Castiel VOA. That's Press Conference USA every Saturday and Sunday on The Voice of America. Hello, this is Heather Maxwell, host of Music Time in Africa. Join me every Saturday and Sunday for an hour of awesome African music. Wake up, dance this music. Like to stay on top of new music trends? Breakout artists? New releases? Maybe you just love the classic styles and artists of the past. Anybody, 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 anybody
or simply the sound and feel of a good beat. Whatever your pleasure, you can get it every week right here on Music Time in Africa. So join me on your local FM station Saturdays and Sundays at 1500 and 2000 UTC. VOA brings you the best in African music on the African beat. African beat showcases the latest and the greatest of contemporary African music from bobo music to hip life, bonga flavor to sukus, afrobeat to ndombolo and makosa to kwaito. The African beat on VOA has it all. And it's happening right here, Mondays through Fridays at 09.05 and 20.05 UTC, right after the international news. The Voice of America's Global News Program, International Edition, brings you an in-depth look at the biggest news stories of the day. Nobody covers the world more comprehensively than VOA. Our correspondents gather the news and the views of the most seasoned experts on international issues. Tune in Monday through Friday at 3.30 and 1705 UTC on The Voice of America. I'm Nabil Biagio and here's who's coming up on South Sudan in Focus. The United Nations mission in South Sudan says it is deeply concerned about reported mobilization of armed youth in Jongle State. And a top South Sudanese church leader is calling on the country's leaders to come to a compromise to effectively implement the peace agreement. Tune in for these stories and more at 1630 UTC in Juba and 1700 UTC in Kenya on VOA Africa. Here's what's coming up on Africa News Tonight. Ghana, the world's second biggest grower of cocoa, Africa's number two gold producer, as well as exporter of oil, is facing an economic meltdown. And the UN Security Council is expressing deep concern at the persistent political deadlock in Libya. 